Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Milton Public Library podcast. Yes. Um, happy Shark Week. We are in the midst of celebrating Shark Week, and we're going to talk about programming yeah. today. Because um, we're obviously in the summer, and summer we're all about programming here at the library. If you've seen our summer brochure, you come to all of our programs this summer. Yeah, programming. and it's Preparing. a huge part of what we do all the time. Yes. We're constantly thinking about programs. Sometimes we mention to each other how we have an idea, like, at 3 in the morning. Oh, gosh, yes. It just pops into my mind, and then... Yeah, I mean, and then we run with it. Yes, I mean we already have ideas for next summer already. We're not even done with this summer, so that's how far ahead we think about programming. Yeah, it's nonstop thinking, nonstop, won't stop. Yeah, and I mean just from being in the education field, um, a teacher, being a teacher before this, like I feel like it's kind of the same. Like it, it's like mini school classes, yes. kind of that you're planning. Yes, and um, Ashley was just mentioning that libraries didn't always do that no i think if you look back at libraries a couple decades ago story time was a big thing um i actually looked at some numbers from past annual reports so each year um, libraries have to fill out this annual report um that kind of keeps track of obviously circulation the number of people coming to the library um, what the library spends what the library earns um, but it also looks at programs mm -hmm. um a lot of adding up stuff lots of numbers so yeah. throughout the years um, throughout the year we're keeping track of numbers how many people are coming to the library how many programs we do how many people come to those programs we have spreadsheets galore everywhere yes um but i was looking at we have in reports that go back to about 1976 i believe um but from what i could see they started keeping track of programming in 1993 okay so in 1993 the Melton Public Library had 27 total programs. These numbers are awesome. Yes. Like when you hear what we're doing now. Yes. It's crazy. So those 27 programs were all children, as far as I could see. And there was a total of 1,301 participants in those programs throughout the year. That was 1993. 1993. Okay. And I was, at that time, how old was you I? Were Seven years school. old. Yeah. Seven I years old. Because <laughs> I was going to say, I was in eighth grade, I think. Yeah. So... Couple more numbers in '94. There was 35 programs. In '95, there was 47. So it's going up. Going up. '96, um, there was 54. Um, we'll jump ahead to the 2000s. So in 2002, there was 29 adult programs, 40 children, so 69 total, with 2,078 in attendance. Yeah, and I think okay. So that's in the 2000s, mm -hmm. and that's when everybody started talking about, like, 21st century skills, mm -hmm. and, like, adults need the computer skills, and kids need all the tech and stuff like that, so yeah. maybe that's why the numbers jumped a little more. Yes. I would be interested in seeing what those programs were. I don't think we have the records of what those programs were. Right. Um, we started keeping track of that in 2013. Um, in 2004... When I graduated high school, there was 27 adult programs, 46 children programs. So kind of moving on up. And in 2009, when I started working here, um, they started counting teen programs. They started recognizing the importance of having teen programming. Um, so we had what, 102 children programs, 27 teens, and 32 adults for a total of 161. And that was 3,410 in total attendance. That was your first year working at the library. My, yes. Sometime we should do a podcast about, like, your journey. To the library? Yeah. I will, that would be really I love cool. talking about that. Yeah. 
Um, I wasn't doing programming at that time. Um, I think I started doing programming in 2010 when I started doing teen programming. Okay. And, we'll, and we'll talk about our first programs that we did. Too. <laughs> um, so in 2010, there was 112 children programming, um, 26 adults and 49 others. So others is kind of... Um, Would that be like family programs? Yeah, all ages. Yeah. Those are considered all age programs. So we had 107, 187 total. And then we'll jump ahead to 2015. So this is, I like to call it before the basement, before we went down to the basement for the renovation. We had 166 children programs, 68 and then 65 others. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's getting up there. So that's 299 with 7,912 in attendance throughout the year. And then we were down in the basement for most of 2016. But we still really rocked it. Oh, yeah. We had more than 2015. We had 235 children. Because this is when Jamie started. We were in the basement. And I was like, woo, yes. let me at it. <laughs> she brought a little fresh air and some new ideas. So she, we had almost, looks like about 80 more children's programs from the previous year. We had 57 teen and 57 other for a total of 349. We also did a lot of like outreach. Yeah. Like We started really going into the schools. I feel like, I don't know, were you guys doing it? doing school visits before. we were i think because we were in the basement and we knew we didn't have the space to do the programming we had to in do that library, we more. had to go outside right um so in 2016 we had a total of 8678 in attendance and then this is some awesome numbers here so 2017 is when we were back up in our new library so we had 317 children programs 90 teens 60 others for a total of 467, and then 13,347 in attendance. <laughs> so from our little library in 2015 to our new awesome library in 2017, we doubled almost everything. I mean, when you think about that, like, that's almost triple the size of Milton. There's, like, the population yes. of Milton. Yeah, it is. Yeah. To our programs. Um, and then in 2018, we kind of went down a little bit, which is understandable because we have a new library. We want bring people are coming in. We want to do new stuff. Even in 2017, we had big programs like the solar eclipse, yeah. which we don't like to talk about. <laughs> solar glasses. Yes, it was. We had the giant potato here. Um, we had, obviously, our food truck rallies, um, but we, I think we did a lot more programming to bring people to the new library. Yeah, and I mean, I think when you're in a new space, you're just, like, so excited that you actually probably do, like, more than you really should. Yes. Like, we kind of, like, burned ourselves <laughs> yes, out a little, a little probably. bit. Yes. Um, but in 2018, <clears throat> we had 306 children's programs, 717s, and then 70 others for a total of 453, and then 11,651 in attendance. So it's a little bit lower than 2017. But I think that's kind of where we're going to be at from now on. Um, like the new normal, probably. Yes. Yep. So far, we've done 297 programs total in 2019 with about 7,600 in attendance. Yeah. So, we're, like, finding a balance like yeah. because we need people to be here working yes. with us. <laughs> and we can't all be doing programs yes. all the time. Um, but we love doing programming. I think it's definitely one of the highlights of working here, I believe. Yeah. Um, since I've been here doing programming since 2010, um, I think I've calculated, I've done about 550 programs. Wow. 
But I can imagine what you've probably done a That's lot because so monthly you're doing so many with school visits. And yeah, I mean, if you count the school time, visits yeah. and stuff, which to me that's almost like a different category. Oh, I mean, it still is programming, still program, I guess, but yeah. it doesn't involve like the planning and stuff because it's just basically reading and singing yeah. and I could do that in my sleep almost. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, I was doing a little bit research too. I mean, what we're doing here at the Melton Public Library, it's not any different than what other libraries are doing. A lot of libraries are kind of changing how they're operating. They're seeing the importance of programming. Um, libraries are changing. We're not just a place to house books anymore. Right. Um, People are doing a lot of really unique, yeah. like crazy stuff too. It's... Because obviously we live in a digital world and yes, you can find things online um, more easy, easily now. And so libraries kind of have to adapt to that. So if they're not coming here for books, how else can we get them to come here and programming is kind of the answer right. because it's free it's free and we are a community center obviously we have people coming here to use our study rooms there's even in the summer they're still really full yep um so we have to find out different ways to bring people to the library books aren't necessarily bringing them here and hopefully we can bring them here with a program and then introduce them to books yeah again. hook them hook them with some books um there is a really good so i was looking at this report done by the national impact of library public programs assessment um it was just recently done in june of this year so they say while libraries have always had a broad educational mission and esteemed role as collection holders and lenders the 21st century is witnessing their rapid transformation to centers for lifelong experimental learning hubs for civic and cultural gatherings and partners in community-wide innovation and I think we've done a great job of that whole community-wide innovation. Yeah. Um, our programming is possible because of our um, partnerships with the Mount School District. Um, we've reached out. We've worked with the Youth Center. Yeah, well. and one of my favorite programs, we were saying we should talk about our favorite programs. I love when um, the high school kids from the A department yes. come and do programs. Yep. They've been doing that two, two years now? Or is it going to be the Third year? Were they doing it when we were in the basement? I don't think so. No. So yeah, two, two years. Two years then. But um, even from the first programs that they did, they, like it's just gotten so much better. Yeah. You know, the kids are more comfortable. I feel like. And bringing in community members to do programming kind of takes that weight off of us too. So it allows us to still be at the high level of programming, but we're not burning ourselves out too. Right. So if you are interested in doing a program at the library, come talk to us. Yeah. Because we're always willing to bring in more stuff, but there's only so much that we can do exactly. as well as doing all the other library things. So do you want to talk about um, your first program? Yes. So I was able to find, so back in 2010, um, the previous teen librarian, she left and went to work at Ames Public Library. In Iowa? Yeah. Oh. Yep. She works at Ames cool. now. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers Brianne, but she was a teen program for the teen librarian. So when she left, I kind of took her spot and the first, she left in the summer. So she had already planned the summer reading program. So I kind of just picked up what she had done. But the first one I planned was, um, a, I called it books with beat, um, is for teen read week. That's always in October. And it was, you had to create a soundtrack for your favorite book. That's so cool. Um, I don't recall if anybody did it, though, because that was nine years did ago. Did you make one? Oh, gosh. I didn't find anything in my files. But I think I probably made an example one. You should do it again. 
like br- like bring back the first program. Sh- oh, that would be fun. <laughs> that be cool. That would be fun to kind of like revisit old programs and see how well they would do now. Yeah. I mean, obviously that was nine years ago, and the teens that did it then are obviously not teens anymore. So I can just recycle programs. Yeah, Nobody will sure. even know. I do that sometimes. <laughs> oh yeah. So what was your first program? Um, my first program. Well, the same thing happened. Like I walked in and there yep. were like themed story times kind of already planned. Um, so story time was the first one, but then I did a magnet science program and I think I had about 10 kids Yeah, and uh, that was in the basement. And I just remember it was a big mess and <laughs> like the stuff didn't really work as well as I thought it would. Or wanted it to. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's good because you learn as you're doing programming, like, okay, you really got to like test this stuff out to make yes, sure you yes. know like ahead of time sometimes I've have failed to do that yeah to test something out and then the program happens and there's 10 kids wondering what to do and you don't know what to do right. either so I think that's kind of definitely a learning thing curve that you have to test out the program it might sound like a really awesome idea to you when you plan it and then the time comes around and you're panicking right and sometimes <laughs> even if you do test it then the day of it's like it fails so yeah. you never you just kind of have to roll go, with it. yeah go with the flow <laughs> yeah and know that sometimes it's not going to be perfect yeah I remember this wasn't really a program but I remember for summer reading kickoff that I had planned this origami it was that origami fidget spinner oh yeah oh and yeah. people got in there and I couldn't even remember how to fold it it was the worst thing ever yes it was like a nightmare I remember that um so planning programs we are constantly thinking about programs and planning programs and looking at our calendar. Um, we already have fall basically planned out. Yep. We, we do were, like three months at a time. Yep. So September, October, November is almost planned. We'll have the program for sure out probably mid-August. Um, but we start thinking about things months ahead of time. We start reaching out to community members. Um, I know Angie has a couple she has one with ssm health um there's a dimension dementia pro- program she's doing yeah and we have a couple author visits yep, this we, fall too yep which we reached out to them earlier this year because we knew authors get booked so we have a couple authors coming um so it's not just like uh we're planning the week of right it's like we way do it ahead. way in advance. way ahead and that can be a good thing obviously that you have a lockdown but then it can kind of be a bad thing that you think of this idea way ahead of time and then it sneaks up on you and yeah yeah, I have to get ready for this right (laughs) um yeah so we do a lot of program planning ahead of time we bounce stuff off each other a lot too like even though we're all doing our separate stuff like I love telling you guys my ideas because sometimes like Angie's like (laughs) that's gonna be really messy or that's gonna be too expensive like because at first I didn't think about stuff like that but we do have a budget that we're working with, too, so we can't just go buy go crazy. all the stuff. Yeah. And our programming budget, if you guys don't know, comes from our book sales. That's how we raise our money for our programs. So come buy all of our All books. the books. It's going on right now. And then the last three days of July is going to be the $2 bag sale. So come fill up a couple bags and help us empty the book sale room downstairs and help us pay for our programming. Yeah. And then we can do really cool stuff. Yeah. I think that's about it about programs. What about your favorites? Oh, yeah. You got to talk about your favorites. So I always say my favorite library moment is watching the Little Owl Wise Owls read together. Um, I created that program in 2015. and That's a great one. Yeah, it pairs up 
younger readers with teens. So they sit down next to each other and read one-on-one. And I just love seeing them read together. Yeah. And it's come to a point now that some little owls are becoming wise owls. And I love it that they want to continue that on for themselves. Have you always done the... Or they make their own book, too? Or is that no, that came in probably, like, the second or third year, I think. Yeah, because so, those are actually so hilarious, yeah, and I love that. I love them. Yeah, they create their own picture ebook with their iPads, and it's the best thing. Yeah, I, I've had a few tell me this year their ideas for their book, and it's so funny. I love peeking to see what they're doing. And then when they read them, some of them are very brave enough to read them during the recognition ceremony. It's just so cute. Yeah, and it's funny because I think the little kids usually come up with the ideas, yes. and then the owl, the big owls, just kind of like go along with it. Yep. And you can see them sometimes like rolling their eyes, like this wasn't my idea, but it's um, so cute. But the little ones are so proud of it, and it's just I know parents really appreciate it too. Yeah, I think that's that's a really good program. What's your favorite program? Um, well, I love story time. Yeah, I mean, I just. I love singing and being goofy. Yeah, when you were gone those couple weeks and staff tried to step in, it's just, I know it was not the same. (laughs) We we struggled a little bit. I don't want you guys to struggle if you have to do whatever, but it's just, it's fun. And I've done it so much, I feel like it just, you just do it. Um, And I also like, like the party programs. I mean, we try to always have like a literacy component. Mm -hmm. So even in the party programs, like I'll read a story, but I love just like the doing the crafts and the games and planning, especially around a theme. Oh yeah. Like I have that magical creatures party coming up and it's just fun to kind of get all the ideas. And you're doing a Scooby-Doo one. Yes. In the yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. excited for that one. Yeah. And then I also like the programs. Um, like we went a couple times to Milton senior living mm-hmm. and worked with the residents for like on Christmas stuff. Yes. And it's just cute to see the interaction between the, you know, like the intergenerational groups mm-hmm. So one of my favorite programs, which I have today is you paint. So I went, I've gone to a couple of those paint and sit programs where you paint a picture. Everybody paints the same picture and you drink some wine or alcoholic beverage. Um, so I enjoyed them so much that I wanted to bring it to the library, obviously without the alcohol. <laughs> See that I'm dealing with teens, but we just, I found a couple of awesome YouTubers that they paint a simple picture and everybody just kind of follows along and it's, I've been doing it. Gosh. Yeah. How many Ashley always does the painting, too. You, yeah. Like, you've done it every time, I yep. think, right? Yeah. You should put them all on your wall. Display them somewhere. Yeah. Oh, Do you have could. them here? Yeah. I have them here. That would be a good idea, because it's kind of... They're really good. The wall space is bland. Too. Yeah. They're just really fun, and I really enjoy it, and I have a pretty good-sized group that comes each time, so I plan on doing that one. Yeah. Until it dies out, I guess. I think that's a good plan. What else other programs? I mean, nine years, it's hard for me to remember everything we've done. I've yeah. Done. Um, we were talking too before coming on air. Yes. That, um, sometimes the programs that are the cheapest are the ones that work the best too. Yes. Like I just had that notebooking one where literally, I mean, I had to spend some money because we made these little crayon cases, but the notebooks were just all with paper and stickers that we had use a few staples crayons Yep. and the kids loved it. So it's kind of funny sometimes how the ones that you think are just going to be like, yeah, you know, yeah, they're more well received than the ones where you spend a bunch of money. on. Yeah. I had a writing class a couple summers ago and even though I just had a couple participants, I just, it just felt awesome to be in their room while the teens did some writing prompts and everything and you yeah, tell they I'm were really involved in it. Yeah. I think I'm excited to see, um, the culmination of your rec this journal. I was going to do that and I didn't. Yeah. I think 
that'll be really neat to see. Yeah, so a, a couple, I think about 15 teens picked up a blank journal starting this summer, and then there's prompts of how different ways to destroy it. So I've been posting what I've been doing on the, the teen Instagram page. Yeah, you painted with your feet. Uh, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> um, so I'm hoping that those 15 teens are working on their journal, and then they'll bring them in during the journal showcase on August 1st. Yeah, that's Yes. Um, I'm going to open up our email, our podcast email, to hopefully see if we have any listener mail. Yes. I'm going to cross my fingers. <laughs> we really have been wanting listener mail. Yes. Even if you just, like, say, hey, what's up? If we can get our family members to do it. <laughs> right. We just so we have something. something. Or maybe I was thinking we could also um, just post a question thing on Facebook, like the day before oh, we yeah. do um, a podcast to see if someone will just add or give us some questions. Yeah, that would be awesome. Next week on Wednesday, while you're opening that, mm-hmm. I'll just talk about this. Okay. I've been doing the world record challenges, and next week, um, the world record to put together a Mr. Potato Head. Oh. It, somebody did it in 6.67 seconds. And so, you can come to the library next Wednesday between 11 and 4. It's actually the 1st of August. Oh, wow. And the summer um, ago. Yeah, and you can see if you can beat the record of putting Mr. Potato Head together. And now we have the email open. And we have no listeners. <laughs> Come on, people. One of these days, we'll get some. Um, but yeah, I think that is our podcast for today. Um, if you enjoyed some of our programs, please comment or send us a list or email yeah. about it. We'd love to hear about your favorite programs we're here at the library, um, present and past ones. And we'll maybe try to do a little, maybe we can do a little survey on Facebook. Yeah. For our next one. For our next one. We can talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, have a great rest of your summer. Maybe we'll see you next week. Yeah. Enjoy the 4-H Fair. We're going to the 4-H Fair. Um, I'll be at the booth, the ALS booth, on Saturday night from 6 to 10. So come visit me. Come bring her your sweaty arms. Yes. I'll put a tattoo on on for you. So, um, yeah, have a good rest of your week. We'll hopefully see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.